you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Hello there and welcome to Orange Ball Juice. It is Sunday, November 27th. My name is Brooks and as always, I am joined by, to my left, Spency G. Spency, how you doing? I'm doing very well. And to my right, I've got Marky Man. Marky Man, how are you? I'm doing good. Great. Uh, Marky Man reminded me before the show that we should say happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. Uh, you'll probably be listening to this well past Thanksgiving because it was on Thursday. However, I know you celebrate all weekend and you're still eating those leftovers. So happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and uh, yeah, let's talk uh, NBA. So uh, I'd like to... Obviously, if you're a new listener, hello and welcome. And if you're a return listener, I'd like to say welcome back. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, thanks for coming back. So um, just real quickly for maybe anybody who's new, this is what this podcast is all about. We do analysis. We do predictions. We talk fantasy. Uh, we talk a little bit of Raptors because we're Canadians and we love the Raptors. And we also talk basketball trivia, and yeah, that's basically it. So if you're into that kind of thing and you're into this podcast, um, oh, one other thing I should mention is that we are uh, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. And the reason I bring that up is because we're the kind of show you can listen to with your kids, or if you are kids, you can listen to it with your parents. Um, it's, uh, it's for everybody. Uh, it's for the casual basketball fan, the serious basketball fan, just for basketball fans generally. We like to talk basketball, specifically NBA basketball. Um, so if you like what you hear so far, uh, please rate and review us um, on, you know, anywhere you listen to this, whatever <clears throat> podcast service you use. Uh, please, you know, whatever, whatever you have to do, hit the five star review, you know, write us a send us a nice little review. Also, um we do have, for the first time, a way to actually contact us. So uh, there's an Instagram. If you search Orange Ball Juice, all one word, you'll find our Instagram account. You can direct message uh, the podcast there with your any questions or comments. Uh, and what we put on right now, it's very preliminary, the Instagram account. Basically, I post all of Marky Man and Spency G's predictions. We have a little whiteboard in our studio here. And uh, I write their predictions for upcoming games, and then when the games actually happen, I see how close they were, and I post their predictions as well as the, the results. And uh, that's what you'll see. And another thing we're going to start doing on the Instagram account is the official, uh, the official mascot of this podcast is our dog, Merlin. And he is going to be doing a pick every week. Um, and we're going to put down a couple treats, um, one for each team, uh, representing a game and whichever treat he eats first will be his pick of the week and we'll see how well he does so we're going to start that this week and the only way you'll be able to see that is if you go to Instagram orange ball juice all right well let's talk last week in the NBA first of all last night's game some crazy stuff happened what did you think uh, Marky man about that uh, flagrant uh, on uh, Russell Westbrook yeah I mean it was a pretty brutal hit to the like he got he was fully bleeding badly from an elbow so that's always 
pretty bad. So, yeah. Yeah, if you can make someone bleed from elbowing them, you must have hit them pretty hard. Yeah. Um, did you did you see that, Spencey? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I don't think it was, like, malicious, but it was definitely a dangerous play. Like, he... Russ didn't jump, and he that guy, like, just came down on him so And hard. who was it again? I can't even remember. Uh, Zach Hans. Yeah. On, uh, on the on, Spurs. On the Spurs. Um, right, and the the Lakers won that game, right? I mean, the Spurs. Yeah. I, I would potentially say they're the worst team in the league right now. The Spurs? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a pretty safe thing to say. I would I would not disagree with that. Um, they are 14th out of 15 in the West right now with a 6-15 and 15 record. Um, I wonder if, do you think the league will take any action? Do you think, or he got ejected from that game, do you think it's going to go any further than that? Um, I I don't think it necessarily should. Like, I really don't think it was like... He was being reckless, but he wasn't trying. He was trying. being reckless, but he wasn't right. trying to hurt Westbrook. Right. Okay, I think that's fair enough. Um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of good games last night, including the Raptors, and we'll get into the Raptors later. So, uh, listeners, we're we're Canadians. We're in Toronto. We love the Raptors, and we do usually toward the end of the podcast a breakdown of the week that was for the Raptors. Um, they they had a win last night against uh, the Mavericks, which was great. Um, there was some other, you know, not as it wasn't that busy last night. I think because there was no games on Thanksgiving, which was mm-hmm. Thursday, so Friday was packed. A ton of games on Friday. Um, and then there wasn't too many games last night. But anyway, let's just talk about last week. Um, we're, we're looking back at week six. Uh, we're looking ahead to week seven. So looking back at week six, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things happen. I guess one thing that's, you know, re- rearing its ugly head are injuries. Lillard is out again for a couple of weeks, which hurts for me because he's in my fantasy team. Um, and just seems to be the story uh, of this young NBA season. We're almost at the quarter way mark, but what do you think of all these injuries, Spencer? That... Yeah, I, it's pretty disappointing. Like, it just seems like um, every team is losing specifically their key players, which is kind of frustrating. Um, so, obviously, basketball is not as fun to watch when the best players in the league aren't out there. Um, I especially feel for the Sixers right now because I would say they're, I think they're potentially four best guys have been injured. I guess Thibault hasn't been playing well, but like Harden, Embiid, Maxi have all been out long-term recently, which really sucks. Yeah, <clears throat> and I totally agree. Just as a fan of the game, you know, regardless of anything, you know, I, I don't want to watch the Raptors beat a completely depleted squad. It's just not as fun, you know. You want to have the best players playing the best players. Like, who else has been injured, Marky? Like, so many so many guys. Yeah, um, like Zion has been on and off. Kawhi, obviously. Yeah, the Clippers um, has been a big, yeah. 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 Um, and it, it's funny because it also makes the season, already at the beginning of the season, all the analysts were saying this would be a hard-to-predict season. And with all the injuries, it becomes even harder to gauge who's actually good and who's actually bad because you look at some of these um, these these lopsided victories or these upset victories. I think it was last last Wednesday, for instance, you know, Charlotte beat the Sixers, but then, yeah, Embiid, Harden, and Maxi were out. So you're like, oh, well, that's not hmm. really indicative of a huge problem. I mean, it's a huge yeah. problem for Philly yeah. regardless, but, yeah. So it's it's just it's it's frustrating. Yeah, too many star players are out, which is disappointing um, and frustrating. But, uh, well, at the same time, it makes it hard to predict, which can be fun. Um, it makes things hard, hard to predict. And just looking at the standings right now in the West um, – 
you know, I don't think either of you, I don't think either of you predicted that the Suns would be at the top, would finish at the top. And I don't know how long that'll last, but they're at the top of the West right now at 13 and six. Uh, and I think they put together four straight wins. So, you know, they look scary again. Um, and they've had injuries too, you know? Yeah. So what does it all mean? And look at the, look at the nuggets creeping. I, I don't think two weeks ago, anybody thought the nuggets would be in the top three. And now they're at number two at 12 and seven, especially since Jamal has been injured. So, yeah. And, and Jokic has missed a couple of games, but Jamal has been back the last, I, they've kind of, I don't know that he's injured, injured. I just think, yeah, he's just on and off. He's got some, they're kind of managing some stuff with him because he's back. I think they're just really trying to make sure that he, um, I, I think he actually did get in a real injury. I'm pretty sure like, but it wasn't severe. Okay. Well, <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think what some of the other big... Oh, I don't know if you guys saw, but on, on Monday, uh, Gobert called out the, the T-Wolves fans for hmm. booing. They won the game on Monday uh, against uh, Miami, 105-101. Uh, to 101. But uh, they, they were I think they were down in the third quarter or something like that, and the fans started booing. And so after the game, Gobert is like, He's going to show up to boo us, and then they yeah. end up winning. So yeah. I understand the frustration there. We've talked about the T Wolves mm-hmm. and their problems. Do you see? It seems like I mean I think they last. They I don't know what what happened to them this week, but again, like they're not blowing anyone's minds. How, do you think they've no. solved the problems yet, Spencer? No, I I think they're just going to stay like play in kind of area once again. Um, yeah, I, I still don't think picking or trading for Gobert was the right decision. Um, I don't know. I just think they're just going to be pretty mediocre the whole season. Well, they did lose to Charlotte uh, on Friday night. Yeah. Um, and that was wasting a pretty good performance by Gobert, uh, 17 points, 17 rebounds, two steals. And that was in a loss. And that, I mean, as far as I know, I don't know what their, what their injury profile is right now, but... Um, they they shouldn't be losing to Charlotte. It doesn't, you know. No. Do you think they have a chance of like putting it all together, Marcus? We talked about them last week, but do you think they've made any improvements since then, or? Um, I don't think they've improved very much. I think they probably will move up one or two spots. Um, just trying to get out to play in that territory, but I think they'll probably stay around seven to eight. Right. Um. One thing, another another team that we've had sort of in this weird twilight zone kind of place because they're hard to predict, is, are the, uh, and we've talked about them a lot, the Nets, um, they they won their game, I believe, on uh, last, was it last Sunday? And it, that was Kyrie's first game back, and they beat the Grizzlies. Um, and that was a 127-115 win. So, okay, but then they had, um, you know, they they've... They're still hard to predict because then they go and they, they, they lost, for instance, I think on Friday night. I don't know who they lost to. They lost to the Pacers, but now the Pacers are surging. Um, the Pacers are number four in the East. Um, and again, like a huge performance by Halliburton and yeah. overcoming a big performance by Durant. So, I mean, I, you know, they got there. Simmons seems to be playing better. Um, Kyrie's back, at least for now. They got it all together, but they are still, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to make of that team. Um, Simmons just had a game where he had 22 points and he went eight for eight field, at the field goal. So, yeah, I mean, and he's been, he looks fairly. I and the little bit I have watched him, he looks kind of solid, on, fairly solid on D. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he looks like he's actually healthy and playing hard. So maybe he'll just continue to get better, and that'll be good for them. What do you think? Spencer? Yeah, um, I think he should continue to get better. He's always been an amazing defender. Um, if he can actually start being really productive consistently, like offensively, then I think the Nets are going to be really good. But I don't. To be honest, like besides obviously their three main guys, they're pretty underwhelming. And KD was actually complaining about that. Um, I think it was last week um, when Ben and Kyrie weren't out. He was complaining about the rest of the team and how, like, essentially for them to win, he has to carry them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think they still need some pieces. Although, uh, what's his name? Is shooting really well now. Um, Joe Harris, maybe? No. Um, Watanabe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. leading the league in three-point percentage. Yeah, so I mean that's a bright spot for that's them. That's good for them. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm moving on a little bit. Uh, we talked about the surging Sacramento Kings and their amazing offense last week. They pushed their win streak to seven games uh, with a win over Memphis. I believe that was on Monday or Tuesday that game. Um, and but then they were beaten on Wednesday night by uh, Atlanta. Finally, so. Seven-game win streak. I think that's probably the longest one in the NBA this year. I'm not sure. Mm, I don't know that nope. for sure. Maybe not. So. Maybe the, the Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks have a longer streak. And the Celtics had a pretty big streak going a- there too. Anyway, I don't think. Regardless, Sacramento still playing very well. Their offense seems really, uh, really crazy, um, and really, you know, they seem really hard to beat. And again, another team up and down. Golden State. They again. They had some uh, some big loss last week, but again, like everybody was out. You know. Um, I think it was they they got they got killed by the Pelicans, absolutely destroyed by like almost yeah. fifty points or something. But it was like everybody mm-hmm. was out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Curry, uh, um, Draymond was out, uh, Wiggins was out, and um, somebody else was. Out. Oh, and 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 Clay was out. And then they come yeah. back and they you know they 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 won on Friday. Like so, again, I, very hard to say. I mean, I I think they've won four of their last five. Like I, yeah. I do think they're. Um, playing better, but also the teams they have played, not the most exciting teams. Yep. Um, I, I, I do think they're going to prove, but this, I feel like, did this happen last year as well? Like they were started off kind of rough. I honestly don't remember. I, I don't think they had like a super great start last year. And then all of a sudden, yeah, well, they start putting it together. The point is they're champs. I mean, yes, yeah. their bench isn't as good, but... <laughs> They don't actually need the bench to save them, and they could bring in some guys to, to shore up the shore up the bench a little bit. Anyway, let's talk about your. Uh, let's look back and have a look at some of your picks from last week. So, um, Spencer on Sunday, uh, it was Denver at uh, Dallas, and I think you made a pretty safe prediction. You thought it was going to be a blowout for Dallas because I believe both uh, Jokic and uh, Murray were out that game. Yeah, and so uh, that. I think <laughs> you you predicted a 132-112 win for the Mavericks with Luka having a big game. Um, 37-9-6 is what you suggested. But what actually happened is Denver's pulled off the win of 98-97 um, uh, with Bones Highland being the top performer uh, for the Nuggets. What do you think the key to that game was? How did they pull that off? I, I To be honest, I still don't even know. Um it really did seem like Dallas was going to have it in the third quarter, especially when um, Doncic hit that uh, step-back buzzer beater to go into the half. 
but that was overruled or sorry it was like reviewed and supposedly he stepped out of bounds pretty big controversy over that um it's still i don't even know to be honest luca doesn't even doesn't agree with it after watching the videos but i think because of that there was a momentum shift where they still had some hope um and they really started to play better in the third quarter and in the fourth like dallas started to come up like keep coming back and they almost did come back and it was pretty interesting um but I don't know. Like I did not expect that from Highland. I've had him. Uh, yeah. I've had. I picked him up uh, a few weeks back, um, and he had a pretty good game for me in fantasy. But yeah, I mean, he with those guys out, I guess he's expected. He's got to go out there and score. So and he did, yeah. and it was enough. And they just. I mean, it, is it? Do you think, uh, Marky, that maybe the Mavericks were exposed as be, like you know, I suppose <laughs> as being maybe not that great of a team ultimately. Um, I mean, obviously, Doncic is an all-star, maybe the MVP, but mm-hmm. other than that, you know. Well, well, that's always a thought. I mean, they really do mostly just have Doncic, and, like, if if Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie, the two other guys, can't p- perform, like, at, you know, a high level, then it, it a lot of the time it's it's a trouble for the Mavs. All right, well, let's move on to uh, your um, first game of the week that you predicted, Marcus, was Atlanta at Cleveland. Um, you th- said that Cleveland would come out on top 109-100, and in fact, they did win, but by a slightly larger uh, margin of victory, 114-102, mm-hmm. and you almost, and you nailed uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you said 33-5-6, and six, and he was 29-4-9, something like that. Yeah. Um, so what was the key to that game? Why? How, uh, how did Cleveland get the better of Atlanta? Well, it was really just Mitchell and Garland playing extremely well. They combined for 55 points in the win. And they were up, actually. They had, the biggest lead was 15 points. So, the, I mean, they were up a bit, and then they, like, they were able to keep the edge on the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks never really went away. Um and also, Chetty Osman, I think that's how you pronounce his name, just played very well. He had about 24 points, I think. And he he's a bench guy. He he stepped up, given the fact that the numbers from... I mean, Evan Mobley played great. Not great. He played good, 10 points, 9 rebounds. But no one else really had a standout game. So it was nice to see a guy like Chetty Osman play well. And, you know, they're... They're still both of those teams. Like they're very close. The Cavs are in third in the East at twelve and seven, and the Hawks are in fifth at eleven and eight. They seem to be pretty evenly matched. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, that was in Cleveland, and uh, the Cavs were on a bit of a skid there for a while. But they seem to have maybe they've turned it around. I'm not sure. Um, they they lost. Um, I guess I, I think they played last night in a loss. But anyway. Let's move on to, um, Spencer, your Tuesday game, uh, Sacramento at Memphis. Um, you predicted a, a, a very offensive game uh, with Sacramento coming out on top, 134-128. You were right about the victory, although it wasn't quite so high scoring. The actual final score was Sacramento 113, Memphis 109. Um, and uh, you had predicted Sabonis as the top performer, 
but it, in fact, it was uh, uh, DeAndre Fox, and I hope I'm getting some, pronouncing his name. De'Aaron. Oh, pardon me, DeAndre. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox. See, I here's the thing, listener. I say that plural. There's more than one listener. I I can't pretend that I'm an expert on the NBA, <laughs> and that's why I got these two in uh, sort of in-house NBA analysts. So when I mispronounce a name or I get it wrong, they have to correct me because that's the only way I'm going to learn. And that's what they're here for. And in fact, that's kind of what this podcast is about, is these two telling, correcting me, telling me what to think, keeping me on the straight and narrow so I don't embarrass them by calling De'Aaron Fox, De'Andre Fox, and I'll never do it again. I'll, I'll get his name right from now on. So anyway, De'Aaron Fox had a big night uh, for the Kings. Uh, what was the key to that game and the Sacramento victory? Um, I think that was a very exciting game. Uh, what really, the reason the Kings, I think, even won is because they had a really strong um, lead going into the fourth. Um, like Memphis, it seemed like they, if they had another five minutes to the game, I think Memphis would have won that. Um, John missed a clutch free throw. but That's right. We were watching that game together, actually. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, the, uh, the fourth quarter we watched. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it, it was a great game. It was pretty close until the second and third where Sacramento just built a lead, and that's what just carried them through the game because yeah. they definitely did sort of lose momentum in the fourth. And 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 um, you're right, Morant, he really took over the game in the fourth and just kind of, he almost just willed the victory yeah. for the Grizzlies. But, uh, yeah, the, the lead was just a bit too big, and they fell a bit short. But it was a very exciting game, which is to be expected. They mm-hmm. have really, really exciting teams to watch. Both of those teams are fun teams to watch. Um, I'd love to see another matchup of those two. Um, so, Marcus, you um, had a prediction uh, for a Wednesday game, Washington at Miami. Um, you predicted that um, the Wizards would mm-hmm. uh, top the Heat 111-108. Didn't go that way, but it was a Pretty close, um, but it went the other way. It was Miami 113 over Washington 105. So uh, you thought Beal would be the man in this game, but it ended up being actually uh, Caleb Martin um, for the Heat. I think Beal's injured. Beal was injured that game? Okay. And Caleb Martin uh, 24-9-4 with a couple of blocks, I think, as mm-hmm. well in that game. So how did that game what, – what, I, I didn't really – I think I saw the highlights, but I didn't really have a good sense of what happened in that game. Well – it was I. It had it had a lot to do with Lowry's twenty eight points, um, which is pretty rare to see. Um, but this game was like completely back and forth. Like the first quarter was like completely even, and then Miami outscored Washington thirty two to seventeen. Second, and then in the second quarter, yeah, and, and then in the third, Washington outscored Miami thirty seven to twenty three, and then it was really even again in the fourth. So it was like. It had to do with just Washington just or Miami just sticking it out to the end, and it was just like, you know, they they scored a like it was just it was just a slight thing in quarters where like it wasn't close and they like Miami just had to like, you know, come out within the fourth. It's it's interesting that Caleb Martin had such a big game and Lowry and mm-hmm. and uh, um, Jimmy Butler too. He didn't he have like a thirty five point game as well. Um, I think he he played that that night, didn't he? Uh, 
No, he was he was out with the right knee. Oh, he was out. Okay, so he must. I I probably had that from a different game. I mean, no, that no no you would predict that's what it was. I yeah, I predicted Butler. You predicted that Butler would be have a big game, but yeah. he was out. Yeah, that's what I I read, written down thirty five points for Butler, but that was your prediction. But he mm-hmm. was actually out. So again, listener, we have a giant whiteboard <laughs> in our studio, and I write all the notes down. I write down the headlines, um, and you'll see it on the if you check out Instagram, you'll see. Um, You'll you'll see the whiteboard and see how we do predictions and I make notations and then that's my notes for the game. So we're in our house, we're in our little uh, makeshift studio that also serves as my office. And uh, yeah, so that's sometimes we make mistakes and I don't uh, I, I try not to edit the podcast at all. So you hear everything. We try to treat it like a live show. But uh, just to get a sense of uh, you know you, you'll if you follow us on Instagram you'll you'll see which is Orange Ball Juice. Um, you'll you'll get a sense of how we keep track of these predictions and and all of that stuff and our headlines for the week and our, our picks and picks for the year. Um, anyway, we'll move on to the uh, the the Friday game for you, Spencer. Um, you you it was Chicago at OKC, and I think well we can all agree that um, Oklahoma City is a super exciting team. It's got maybe the best Canadian in the NBA right now, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't get his name wrong because he's a huge star uh, in the NBA now and in uh, in Canada. And anyway, uh, you thought that uh, Chicago would pull this one would pull this one out at one seventeen one oh nine, but it did go the other way. Oklahoma City won one twenty three one nineteen, and you know, lo and behold, Shea had a big game. Uh, you thought DeRozan would be the main factor, but uh, he. Anyway, what happened in that game, and why did uh, why did the Thunder come out on top? Um, I I mean, it really was the last one minute that I think decided the entire game. It was extremely close. It went to OT. Um, what I was correct about last week was uh, how I did think Demar was going to have a great game and take advantage of their defense, and he did. Um, but it didn't end up mattering. Um, but like in the last minute. Shea hit five three fr- uh, free throws in a row, which sealed the game. DeMar committed a foul on a three-point shot, which kind of just... That was the difference. It, that was the difference. Yeah, he that's, all, that's brutal when, when somebody yeah. gets called for the foul on the three. Um, yeah, I wish I'd seen that game because that's, you know, I love watching uh, DeRozan play, love watching um, Shea play as well, um, and it seemed like it was really exciting down-to-the-wire game. So also on Friday, uh, Marky Man, we had um, Utah visiting Golden State. You thought Utah and the Jazz, you know, the Jazz have been, they, they've come back down to earth a little bit, it seems, but you thought they were still going to pull off the win uh, against the Warriors. You predicted they'd win 120-110, and in fact, it went the other way about by that margin, more or less. Golden State scored 129 and to Utah's uh, 118. You thought Markinen would be the man, but it turned out that Curry was the man. So what happened in that game? Well, it was literally a lot of like errors by Utah because Golden State had 35 points from fast breaks and Utah had 11. So they just completely got like discombobulated from that. And like obviously the entire starting lineup of the of Golden State uh, was in double digits, and you know everybody had a decent game, but again the bench guys on the Warriors had like nothing. 
<laughs> like zero points and like one of them had like eight points or something. Right. And Curry had a big game. He yeah. 35 yeah. points. Uh, 33. 33. Uh, 33, five and four with two steals. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, you know, he's pretty reliable as it seems. He just never seems to age or get worse. He yeah. just keeps on delivering uh, night after night. And uh, um, yeah. that, that was their second win in a row, I think, because I think the, the game before that uh, was against the Clippers. Um, and I think Wiggins had a big 31 point mm. night that night and they, they beat the Clippers. So again, like, you know, they seem like maybe they mm. could put it all back together and, well, and be, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, we'll see, I guess. Really, when you think about it, all they have to do is they got to shoot their threes and they got to make them. That's what the Warriors are. They made their, they shot threes and they made a lot of them. So, yeah. Well, <clears throat> kind of weird. I mean, I don't know what the, I mean, it's so funny. People don't even bring up Jordan Poole at this point. I no. feel like I just don't hear his name. No, he's been I mean, he's underwhelming. He, he's been okay. He had that one huge game at home, which I think, but again, I think it was against like the Spurs. And they, yeah. you know, he yeah. had some big night and they won, but I mean, big deal. Poole play all right. He had 19, 4, and 6 in the yeah. game. That's a, that's, he, he's playing that's okay. He's yeah. not like. Um, all right. Well, that covers um, our predictions from, from uh, last week, I think. Um, so you guys, I think you're both at, so you both only got one out of three right last week. And um, so that, that brings, uh, Marky Man, you're at, since we started doing this, you're running total, you're only five for 12. But everybody's had a hard time predicting wins <laughs> and losses this year. Yeah. I think we can all agree. Uh, Spencey, you're doing a little better at seven and 12, uh, but you're also one, one for three this week. So you're you had some good uh, early predictions, um, but uh, not not so much this week. You you only got one out of three, but it's been hard. Um, and we'll see how well our family dog can do because the game that I got um, picked out for him is next Saturday, December third. Um, OKC, uh, the Thunder are going to be in uh, Minnesota to take on the T Wolves. I think that's going to be an interesting mm. game. So let's see if he. I think that he'll pick the T-Wolves just out of, like, you know, loyalty to other canines. Yeah. You know, he's a dog, they're dogs. Um, uh, anyhow, what we're going to do, I'll, I'll be, the only way to see what Merlin, that's our dog's name, his name is Merlin. The only way to see what Merlin's going to pick in that game is if you check out our, our uh, Instagram, because he uh, basically going to do a little video where he makes a pick. And uh, we'll see how he does, and we'll keep a running total of his picks going forward as well. So <clears throat> I think it's time for us to talk a little bit of fantasy. Um, you know, we, we all have, we're all in separate fantasy leagues. Uh, Spencer and Marcus both do um, head-to-head fantasy leagues, um, whereas I'm in a rotisserie league, and it's my first time. So this is not hardcore fantasy analysis. This is more like it's mainly me complaining about not being as good as I want to be um, and sometimes bragging about some amazing move I made that's really not that special. But nonetheless, how did your uh, fantasy team do, Spencey, this week? Um, where much, are you at? much better. I feel like I'm sort of back to where I was. Like, still not spectacular. Yesterday was very disappointing. Um, but I, I have a tough, tough matchup. Like, I'm playing, the person I'm playing this week has the second highest score in the league right now, so. And so um, who did you have? Because you got Kyrie back. I got Kyrie back, so that was sort of. That helped that a bit. helped a lot, and I've made some 
uh, waiver. And Russell's still been playing well off the bench for you because there was a time yeah. where you were really like re- the first couple of weeks you were bummed out about having Westbrook, mm-hmm. but now he he's pretty reliable to get. Yeah, you know, get you something. Yeah, he's been like solid, nothing like amazing, but he's <clears throat> definitely he's good enough to stick around. Um, yeah, I've just made I picked up Cameron Payne, which was uh, great on the Suns. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still waiting Siakam to be back, and uh, Scotty Barnes. But other than that, like the injuries have slowed. Like, thankfully, there's no more injuries, and I I think I should be on track to go six and zero this week. Amazing, yeah. So you're you're perfect so far. You've won every week. How about you, Marcus? I know you have some of sim- mm-hmm. you and I have similar players, similar problems. How are you doing this week? I'm doing better. Um, it looks like I'm going to win. This week, um, I'm up by about 130 points going into tonight, which is the last day of the week for fantasy. Um, my injuries are starting to clear up a bit, which is good. I picked up Spencer Dinwiddie and Anthony Simons, so that was great. Anthony Simons has been playing really well, and Dinwiddie's been great. So, um, <clears throat> And so what is your record now? Um, it's looking to be 3-3. Three and three. Okay, so if you win, if you win this week, you'll be three and three. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to win? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll How check is in. Anthony Simons on the waiver list. Well, there's like eight. There's like eight people in the league. Averaging- so there's not like there's there's it's it's a bit different since there's only eight people in the league. There's more good, better like pl- high good quality, quality. But, high but quality. he's much better than anyone on my waivers. Who'd you pick? <laughs> that seems insane. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I've come so close to just like being tired and like not like I can't really focus on my phone because my eyesight's getting bad and almost dropping, like picking up somebody who's terrible and like accidentally dropping, you know, Zion or someone. Mm. Like, I've come so close to doing something like that. Yeah. Or I'm like, good thing that has like, are you sure? <laughs> yes or yeah. no? I'm like, actually, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I didn't mean well, to click on him. I think part of it is there's some, there's a lot of hockey players and foot, football fans in my league. Who aren't, they don't really know. What they don't doing. know yeah. what they're like. They don't. They're not great with basketball. So well, if if it wasn't for honestly, if it wasn't for doing this podcast and wasn't for you guys, and I was just kind of like doing it, I'd be way. I'd be in the in the basement for sure. Yeah, I have no way. You know, I've been forcing myself to learn this game, um, and uh, you know, as I've said many times on the pod- podcast before, but for first time listeners, you know, I've been list- I've been watching basketball my whole life, casually as a fan. But this is the first time, uh, you know, I, I have two teenage sons who are, you know, obsessed with basketball, um, play a lot of basketball. Marcus plays basketball. Spencer plays basketball. Um, we, you know, and 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 watches a lot of ba- and they both watch basketball and have played, you know, 2K. And so I'm this is the first time in my life where I've actually made an concerted effort to learn things about the game, learn the players, learn the teams yeah. and and really you know, and I also joined a fantasy league against a bunch of guys uh, who are most of whom are way more knowledgeable than I am, including the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the guys actually has a basketball podcast that he's been going for years. Like he knows basketball inside and out. So it it's a crash course for me, but it's been great. And uh, you know, I started. Um, I, I started I, the highest I've ever been is eighth, and the lowest I've been is twelve, and it's a twelve team league, and I'm back up to eighth. Uh, I fought, kind of scratched and clawed my way back into eighth spot after a couple of weeks, 
couple of weeks where I was really making some bad decisions. Um, and then this week was kind of up and down for me. I, I got, I, I dropped a place down to ninth and back to eighth because I, I gambled on, um, I had on, on, uh, Wednesday night's game when the Raptors were playing, um, you know, there had tons of injuries. So I, I, I picked up Malachi Flynn, you know, and started him point guard and I'm already like maxing out my point guard starts. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, he's the guy like he's he's basically the point guard tonight because whatever I thought he would have maybe had a chance of having a big game and he just didn't uh <clears throat> and I also had I think I had Thaddeus Young um and he had had a big game for me before um because again starting because of the injuries mm -hmm. in the Raptors so but they they weren't exactly explosive it's always Ananobi I'm, I mean it'll change when Siakam comes back but he is living up to the expectations that are on him mm -hmm. with the Raptors being depleted and it's amazing to see like just how great of a player he actually is all around offense and defense he's a really well-rounded uh player and he's he's really explosive and fun to watch so he helps me out but anyway this week I I managed to do a few few moves and I won last night which was like wasn't many games but I was I, I had the most points in my in my league last night and it's allowing me to creep back up into respectability still an eighth I'd love to finish I'd love to think that I can finish in the top half but man it's some nights I'm convinced I've had a great night and then I look hmm. the next morning I'm like oh I, yeah. I went down a place like yeah. I, I lost points because it's rotisserie you can lose points right um, anyway um, you can lose points in our thing too it's very challenging to do. If, if your player has to have a horrible game, but you could lose points. You'd have to have, like, one player playing who, like, happened to have a horrible game. Yeah. To well, have, singular like, be, players... To be negative on the day. No. On the day, it's not possible, but a singular player can have, like, negative three points if they have yeah. a horrible night. Right, right. I, I've been lucky. I've One of the pickups that I've had that I'm probably going to keep... Um, just somebody that I, I I've seen enough from him. I think he's going to be good all year. As, as Malik Beasley uh, on the Jazz, mm -hmm. he's routinely put up good performances for me, including uh, not 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 uh, last night's game, but the previous game he had a double double. He sometimes has you know hits quite a few three three balls. Um, I, Booker had a great night for me last night too. I also because of all the I have two I have um, uh, both Reggie Jackson and. Um, uh, Marcus Morris Sr. on the Clippers, mainly because the reason I want like, Marcus Morris Sr. has had some great games, and so has Reggie Jackson, but the, mainly uh, they're getting so many minutes because Kawhi's not dependable, and like he's out so much. So and John I, Wall, so yeah, and John Wall, all all, all the stars, right? Yeah. Um, um, and George. So it's it's a it's just a matter of uh, I find so much that makes such a huge difference, right? Like mm -hmm. if you get a guy who's maybe not like some spectacular player, but nonetheless he's getting tons of minutes because you know yeah. he's on a team that's it being plagued by injuries, then you might as well hang on to him. Yeah. Um, it just kind of works out that they get, even if they don't have a great night, like they're out there for like 35 minutes, they're going to get something. Now I also have other guys that are, you know, all year have underperformed for me. Um, like um, Jaden McDaniels, for for whatever reason, on on the yeah. Timberwolves, he has not performed well. Um, he had a he's I mean, recently he had a couple of games, but the other night, you know, he played twenty four minutes. He had uh, he had um, two points and four rebounds and an assist. Yeah, like, yeah, it's horrible. And, I mean, I can't even I don't even understand why. I don't know enough about him as a player, but that just seems and and Jalen Smith has been a huge disappointment. Um, as well, um, 
he had he's had a couple okay games for me, or at least his scoring's in the double digits. But and you know he had you know flashes of brilliance like on November eighteenth uh, against Houston, he had thirty minutes. He had actually had a double double for me. He had ten points and eighteen rebounds. And I think that's what the team expects of him. And he's on a, a surging team, but for whatever reason, sometimes he gets lots of minutes and just kind of disappears on, on me. Um, anyway, it's frustrating. I, those are the kind of guys, though, I, I'm so worried mm-hmm. about dropping them because they're still the kind of players that maybe <laughs> maybe they start putting together some good games, you know, and then I'm going to regret dropping them. And I don't, I'm not confident enough in trading either. Um mm. Does your te- does your league allow trades? Yeah, yeah. Is, um, any, is, yeah. It, is it does it happen a lot? I haven't like I've proposed a couple trades, but I don't really need to. I'm mm-hmm. pretty happy where I am. Like I, ha- I do a couple. I'm decently active on the waivers, but there hasn't been too much trading in my league. Yeah, I've tried to do some very unreasonable trades, just for from people who I'm like maybe they'll accept it because they just don't. They don't like, know what they're doing. Yeah. But then they just, yeah. Well, the problem is, I and I'm like this, I think people do that to me. Like, they propose trades to me, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I need assists, but mm-hmm. I'd be giving up a lot of points, which I also need. Mm-hmm. To, There's a lot of yeah. scoring, so it's always, I'm always like, nah, but mostly I'm just gun-shy because I'm a new guy, and I, I just assume everyone's trying to yeah. take advantage of me. Yeah. So I'm like, you're offering me a bad trade on purpose. I'm not going to take yeah. it, and I just ignore it. But I've... At the same time, I'm th- sometimes I think maybe I should just do one just to see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But whatever, I've even shown you guys some of the trades I've been offered, and you're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, so yeah, they're yeah. like weird trades. Yeah, they are weird trades. And every the, but I've been getting the advice. I have Ananobi, and he's because Siakam's still out. Although Siakam, I think, has started to practice. He's going to be back soon. He should be. Definitely, Ananobi's stats are going to go down when Siakam returns. It's just the way it's going to be. I mean, honestly, like you never know, like. The nurse could probably do something to get Ananobi the ball more with Siakam. He might want that now. He's like, okay, now I see that OG's playing great. Yeah. There's ways you can spread out the ball, and, yeah. like, you can tell Siakam, like, there's three guys. Three guys can average more than 20. Like, it's possible. Oh, I don't think his stats are going to crater. Uh, but I don't think, like, he's had these games where, like, he's carrying the team. Like, he's yeah. being asked to carry the team because it's not just Siakam that's out. It's also Freddie, like, games it's where the whole Freddie's team out. It's, this it's been the majority of the games where OG's had to. Yeah, where it's like, if he, it's either him or no, like, he, he's the only guy. So he's not going to be the only guy soon. And Freddie's no. back. Freddie's just been ill and stuff. He's fine. Siakam's going to be back soon. Anyway, the point is, in a fantasy perspective, people are trying to say to me, Hey, trade him now because you'll get a lot for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe you get two guys, um, and maybe you'll get some stuff where you're kind of weak. Um, you know, stats where you're kind of kind of weak. At the end of the day, what it boils down to is I'm a Raptors fan. I love Anobi, <laughs> and I kind of yeah. just like having him on my fantasy yeah. team. So I'm probably just not going to do that. But anyway, um, moving right along. Um, uh, so now we've talked fantasy. So why don't we look look ahead to to next week? Um, I think we got some really interesting games um, coming up next week. I think um, um, I'm, I'm really interested to think, see what you guys think about these games. So tonight, uh, which is Sunday, November November 27th, we've got the Washington Wizards in Boston to face the Celtics. I did see today that uh, I think uh, Tatum might he, be out. He's out. Yeah. Yeah. So is that the first game he's missed this year? 
I mean, I, um, I, I don't remember him missing many. If he has missed some, it hasn't been no, very many. No, there's been no long-term or, like, even multiple game injuries for him. So what? what why, is he rest, why is he sitting out tonight? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I I knew it. I forgot. I don't think it's anything and nothing serious. Major. Well, okay. Well, let's just – so taking, taking into consideration that Tatum's not playing, and honestly, at this point in the season, he's definitely a contender for MVP, mm-hmm. uh, league MVP, because he's been playing very, very well. Um, so what do you think is going to happen in this game? Um, I think Washington's going to win this one. I have them, uh, Washington 113 to Boston 110. And I have uh, Kyle Kuzma with 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Um, 25 and 9? 25, or 20, 9, and 5. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, I just, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like Marcus, I'm not sure if you know, would Kuzma and Tatum be guarding each other most likely. Uh, yeah, probably. yeah. So that's sort of what what I was thinking. If Tatum's out, um, I think Kuzma will be able to capital, capitalize. And yeah, I don't know. The Celtics, Tatum, Tatum's consistently plays well for them. They've, I think they've sort of not slowed down but well they're they've won two in a row they've won two in a row 15 and four and at home the record is eight and one so it'll be a, i mean it'll be an upset it'll, for what yes, for the Wizards to, to win even um, without tatum i think mm-hmm. but what do you think marcus do you, do you think you think that's possible i mean there's still a great team even mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. without tatum it's possible but i don't think it's gonna happen okay so you're on the record of saying you, you think spencer's wrong on this yeah. one okay mm-hmm. well let, let's talk uh the Monday night game that I asked you to predict, Marcus, is the Oklahoma City Thunder in New Orleans to face the Pelicans. Um, I don't know. It's impossible to predict whether or not they're going to have Zion. And so don't mm. even bother. Just assume mm. yeah, whatever you think is going to happen. I think mm. you just have to assume there's going to be injuries to some players at all mm. times now. So what, what's going to happen in that game? Well, I'm saying that Zion is going to be playing. Okay. Um, I'm giving it to the Pelicans. Okay. But it's tough because, like, Thunder has shown they've been able to, like, fight back in games. And, like, Shea is, like, playing crazy. So I'll give it to the Pelicans. I'll say Zion play like Zion has a great game because he just recently had a great game. I'll give him 33, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Okay. And so what do you think the final score is going to be? Um, I'll give it, I'll say 120 for the Pelicans. And then the Thunder will have 111. Okay. You see that game going that way, Spencer? Um, I, I, I could see it, but I could, I could also see OKC winning that for sure. They seem to have a lot of games where they really push the other team like right to well, the brink. They, they play great defensively, and they race down the court, and like they'll tire you out. And like Shea is going to shoot some crazy step-back threes, and they're just going to go in. And you're not going to know what to do. Well, what? Yeah, I mean, well, exactly. I mean, he's just watching how how high he gets up and how he can sort of those really soft touches off the glass that he gets. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. I I watched um or I I watched the highlights from on the Wednesday game. It was um uh, Denver. The Nuggets were in Oklahoma City. Uh, this was last Wednesday, and um, it, Denver won that game in overtime, one thirty one, one twenty six, and it was Jokic had a crazy game. Uh, 39 points, 9 assists, uh, and 10 rebounds. And Shea had almost as good, 31 points, 11 rebounds. And 
seven assists. So, um, you know, it's like he's able to raise his game to go up like head to head with the team's other star. And I think the week before he had they the um, they came really close to beating Boston, or they they, mm-hmm. they only lost by four or yeah. two or something like that. So they seem to raise their game against these big time opponents. And 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 Shea is you know which is a sign of a superstar. He raises his games uh, to go against these big teams. So I'm really excited to find out what happens um, in that game, uh, regardless. So on Tuesday we got the Clippers uh, in Portland. Um, again, <laughs> who knows what the injury report's yeah. going to be on, on that game with the Clippers, and uh, I assume Lillard's still going to be out that game. So what do you think is going to happen, Spencer? Um, I have Portland winning this, uh, one twenty to one hundred eight, and I have Anthony Simons with twenty six points, five rebounds, and six assists. Um, it, it, it seems like Kawhi and uh, Paul George are both they're both injured right now, and I think there's a good chance they'll remain injured for that game. So, I, you know, Portland's been playing really well if the Clippers don't have those two guys. Yeah. And the, they're also coming off two losses. Like, they're not playing amazing right now. So I, I think Portland should win that. Yeah, I mean... Again, the, the the West is really sort of all these teams sort of like three through eight all have similar even actually more three through nine, they all have nine, even ten have similar records, you mm-hmm. know. These teams are all so close and there was one point this week where the Clippers were higher up in the standings, but now they've lost a couple in a row. Um, yeah, they're very difficult to predict. Um well, okay. We'll we'll see how that shakes out. I'd be interested to see. It seems like if those if if Kawhi can be, it seems like I don't know. I don't know what. I I actually starting to worry about his future in basketball just generally. Like mm-hmm. it seems like he's got major problems. And yeah. He, yeah. Whenever he comes back, he plays a game, and then it's like, you know, and it's really that's going to be bad for basketball if that guy has to hang him up. But uh, I I don't think they're there yet. But yeah. It's not, uh, and maybe he needs to just at some point call it a season again and really recover for real. I, I just think that he should they should just bring him up for the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Shut him down, at see if they point. get to play in and see if they can make something happen with him. But yeah, you never know. It's sad to think that maybe, you know, in the end, the Raptors got the best out of him um, that he had to give. And because it seems like since that, mm-hmm. and even that season, they managed his time. Yeah. Um, since then, ever since he's been a Clipper, it just seems like he's had these, you know, it, it's all been, been all about the injuries. Yeah. We we love Kawhi around here, around these parts in Raptor land. Anyway, uh, Wednesday, probably my, uh, the game, the, who who would have thought beginning of the season or, or last season that maybe one of the most exciting matchups that we have coming in this early, you know, at the quarter mark of the NBA season is the Pacers versus... Uh, the Kings in Sacramento. I I, uh, I don't think anybody would ever think mm-hmm. that that's like a marquee matchup, but it's kind of shaping up to be one. Um, both teams very much on the rise. Both teams, um, um, you know, oh, because uh, what's interesting about this game too is that yeah, the trade, the trade right? So it was Sabonis mm. for Halliburton. Yeah. Right? And so I guess this is the first time they've faced each other. 
And they both, it seems like they both did well in that they trade. Both did very well. <laughs> uh, which it's hard you, to say you won it. Yeah, you, you love when that happens because Halliburton mm-hmm. is like emerged as basically a superstar in the league for the Pacers. Um, and they have a similar storyline in terms of, you know, these kind of the, the team, they are, they're, they're more like this young upcoming team. Suddenly they, they managed to, their number six pick is mm. Canadian. Um, Matherin. Matherin, um, who's turned into this amazing guy off the bench. Uh, as we, I think we talked about it last week. I think he's uh, got the best stats for a sixth man as a rookie in the league right now, which is incredible. Um, they're looking pretty tough. So it's it's to me. I, I don't. I mean, it's in Sacramento. But Marcus, what do you think? What's going to happen in this game? This is like one of the toughest decisions I've made. It's like uh, the. Oh, I'm sorry. The Pacers are the one of the four teams that shoot the three ball more than the Kings. And that's what the Kings are known for, of, like, just firing up the three-point shot. And Tyrese Tyrese is averaging 11 assists in 20 points. That is insane. Yeah. So I'll I'll give it to the uh, Pacers. I don't think it's going to be close, though, because I think since the trade happened, it's going to be one of those weird situations where it's like team just gets blown out, everybody hypes it up, and then it's just a bad game. So I'll give the Pacers... Say one thirty to one eleven. Okay, so and correct me if I'm wrong, but both teams are known for their explosive offense, but not really either team for their defense, mm-hmm. right? No. So, I mean, it definitely has the makings of a high-scoring game. Um, although, yeah. although the Pacers are, um, the Pacers are eighth in steals. Okay, so it's not horrible. Yeah. It's not horrible. And who's their guy that's like their defensive guy? Um, uh, Sabonis is not, well. No, Pacers. On the oh, Pacers. Pacers. Uh, Jalen Smith, yeah, supposed to get fans, blocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed, supposed to. to. Yeah. Miles Turner can get a block, though. Yeah, Miles, Miles Turner's a pretty good defender, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. He gets um, blocks. Mike Conley, too. I don't know. I never, haven't heard anything. Mike Conley, he's on the Jazz. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's why Same I'm color scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously we have. I I feel like I have a rooting interest now that I've learned a little bit more about Benedict Matherin, the uh, the Canadian mm-hmm. um, who plays for the Pacers as a rookie. Um, you know, there. I think we all like to adopt a puppy when it comes to the NBA, and like here's a small market team that's maybe been not so great, and then you see they're maybe on the rise, and they got you know a new a new superstar um, uh, with Halliburton and all of that. It's it's great to riff them, and I feel the same way about the Kings. You know, it's mm-hmm. like another small small market team that's had way more bad years than good years. It's great when they look like they're on the rise. So it's fun. It's going to be fun, and I think both of them, you know, have something to prove, mm. and uh, it should be a fun game. I think the last time the paces were good is when they had Paul George, which was in which was a while ago. Yeah, I can't even remember what year that was. Twenty fifteen or something. So what? Um, sorry, I don't remember who you said. Who's going to be the top performer for? Uh, oh, yeah. for Indy uh, for the Pacers. I'll give it to Halliburton. I'll say he'll have twenty five, five rebounds and nine assists. Alrighty, <clears throat> moving on to the Friday game that uh, Spencer. It's the Sixers in Memphis to face the Grizzlies. Um, I don't know if I'm, who's going to be back or what. It's a mm-hmm. similar situation with the Clippers at Portland. You, you're you're trying to guess. You know, you got a young, mostly healthy, I believe, uh, Grizzlies team um, facing a 
in- injury plagued yeah. uh, Philly team. So what's going to happen? Uh, I-, I got Memphis winning uh, one eighteen to one oh five. Mm-hmm. And Morant will have twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Twenty-seven, seven, and seven. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Harden, uh, I think will be, will be out, and Embiid will also be out. I'm pretty sure. Um, Maxi will for sure be out. Thibel has this weird ankle soreness that's kind of like on and off, but. They, they're. I think they're trying to treat that. Um, they're, they're being careful with that. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm it's surprised just, that you think it's going to be that close. Then it could be much worse. It sounds like it could be, but I mean, the Grizzlies don't have Desmond Bain right now either. So it, I don't know. The Sixers usually seem to be able to hang in even without their main guys. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I've seen them get blown out this year, um, even with all their injuries. Liang is going to explode for <laughs> 17 points. Hit, like yeah. Liang, you mean Niang? Niang, Niang. See, good. That's exactly what I need. I thought I was making a funny joke, but then I'm the joke because I got his name wrong. So yeah. that's that's how it goes. Um, all right, let's move on to. Um, oh, sorry. Did you have something to add there? Spencer? Yeah, I was gonna say, um, DeAnthony Melton. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty surprising for the Sixers. Has been playing pretty amazing, or not amazing. Like, points-wise, nothing crazy, but he's a great pickup in fantasy right now. With everyone out, he's been playing well. So I never would have expected that, but maybe he's a bit of a spark for the Sixers right now. Yeah, maybe I'll see if he's available on waivers. I'll look around. Um, and then the other the Friday game that I had, you, you're having a look at, uh, Marky Man, um, is the Bulls uh, are going up against uh, the Warriors. So... Uh, the Warriors are playing at home. How do you, how do you see that game going? Uh, I see it going to the Warriors. I think if if the Bulls win, it's going to be a huge upset. I know the Warriors aren't playing amazing, but they seem to be on the rise. Okay. And I think the the Warriors are going to like shock the Bulls with their ball movement because I've like I've seen some of the games they're leading the league in assists, and like teams get like. In their defenses, they get like almost impatient sometimes because the Warriors just pass the ball and then they'll do a ball screen pass, ball screen pass until one of them shoots a three and then it's a point. And especially against the Bulls, I see the Warriors just like being extremely elite within that aspect. So I'll give the Warriors the win 120 or 124 to 100. Curry's it's a pretty decisive victory, and Curry, Curry's yeah. going to have the big game, yeah. so what do you think he's going to end up with? 37 points. Wow. Six rebounds, six assists. That's a pretty pretty big mm. stat line, but totally in line with his, and He's averaging uh, 32 well, and exactly. six and <laughs> seven and sevens. Yeah. One thing I've noticed about Curry, and, and and you guys tell me if I'm I'm right or wrong about this, is he, everybody always obviously he's this amazing shooter, greatest three point shooter of all time. But one thing I've noticed is that he will, when the lane opens up, 
and he decides mm. to take it to the hoop. He, yeah. I think what I've been watching, mm-hmm. he just doesn't miss. Yeah. He like, doesn't. No. He doesn't miss. Layups. I don't know why people don't talk about that. He's one like, of the best finishing guards he, in the league, and he just yeah. he doesn't do it all the time. That's not what he's looking for. Mm. But if like that's why I think he makes people honest because they're mm-hmm. they're so worried about him, you know, his jump shot. But then it's just the that, lane opens up a little bit, and he just he's super yeah. quick. Mm. He gets to he gets under the basket, and he just but, yeah. It's amazing, and and it's something that he probably is kind of underappreciated. I think about him, if anything, that that aspect of his game doesn't get talked about very mm-hmm. much. And that's why he's so dangerous because you have to close out on the three ball, and then that could just be a pump fake and then a drive to the hoop. Mm-hmm. And you watch that's what he does. He'll pump fake and he'll drive to the hoop. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a legend. There's no doubt about that. All right, so why don't we? Um, since we're since we're uh, we, we we we've made our picks for next week, I think we've we did them all. Uh, let's talk Raptors real quick. So they only had two games this week. Um, they came off that uh, was it? They lost on Sunday last Sunday to um, Atlanta, Atlanta, right? Uh, and that was the uh, overtime game. Was that the Hawks game? Oh yeah, and they lost with the buzzer two. beater. Yeah, that's yes. right. And then their next matchup, I believe, was uh, was Wednesday, and that was against Brooklyn, and they were mm-hmm. like completely depleted with, with. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I don't know how we were expected to win that. Yeah, well, I don't think we were. Uh, we got blown out. Well, actually, you know, I, I blown out. It was the, the score probably made it look closer than it was, though. I think it was yeah. one twelve to ninety eight for Brooklyn. But yeah, the Raptors were. Yeah. You know, no one thought they would win. And then what's really nice. Freddie comes back and they get a nice win at home against the Mavericks mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, yeah. and uh, I thought we were going to be able to watch the game. I was, we were actually out of town. Marcus was playing with his team, uh, I, and we were driving back from your your basketball games. And you're like, "Oh, look, the Raptors won." I was like, "Oh, I didn't even." You know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to be able. To, I thought it was a night game, um, so we missed out. But uh, it was still nice to hear that they'd won. Watch some of the highlights and an OB. Uh, Maybe got the edge, just barely outplaying Luca yeah. and, and getting the victory. It was a close. Looked like it was a super exciting game. I watched the highlights. It was close the whole time. But yeah. it's. A, I think that's a big victory for the Raptors to get. Um, you know, they. What's been great is every time you think, oh, they had you know two losses in a row, injury depleted, it's looking bad. They somehow Freddie comes out has a great game. You know, Ananobi saves the day yet again, and they they get a, a good win at home. And they're, mm-hmm. I think they're, what are they? Um, eighth. Still eighth in the in, in the East, but at ten and nine. So, you know, hosts is ten and nine. The Sixers, the Wizards, you know, yeah. Um, they're they're still they're hanging around. It's not. Uh, yeah. It's been great that they haven't bottomed out mm-hmm. um, with these in, with Siakam out. What I, what I mean, if, yeah, and Scotty's been out, and Gary. And Precious looks like he's going to be out long term. And Otto Porter, yeah, like mm-hmm. Otto Porter, and on and on. Precious, yeah. like everyone yeah. is out. So, Boucher has been so amazing this season. I'm I love so Boucher. happy. Yeah, um, he did not have a great season, and uh, he made sure to like last year. You mean? Yeah, yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. This. What is the story? Goes that Coach Nurse had a little chat with him, basically like, yeah. "We need you to come off the bench and be like our energy guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he had 22 and 12 rebounds. I yeah. think. All of a sudden, he has this fadeaway jumper, and it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like he has a shot now, and players it seems like still aren't realizing that yeah. you can't leave him open. Yeah. No, one thing I sh- I think we should say is, since they given the fact that they played the Mavericks, they were obviously depleted. But the Mavericks, when you think of the Mavericks, you think oh they're like, you think oh they're pretty good. 
Well, I mean, they're sitting at 11th in the West. It's yeah. pretty close, but like they're not amazing. So no, like said, they're also a 500 team. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It feels like I'm hearing about the Mavericks a lot more than other teams that are playing better than them, and it feels like people are treating them better than they are. But that also might be just because Luke is having a crazy game every night. Yeah, exactly. They have a superstar player who is in, you know, probably top three. If he if he's not a top three player, then at least I think he's top three in terms of the attention he gets because he's so exciting and he's so mm-hmm. young. He's what is he, twenty three, we yeah. realized last week. You know, that he he gets a lot of attention and rightly so, because he's such an he's such a fun and exciting player. But you're right. He's on a five hundred team and he's you know, they're probably I don't know. I don't I don't th- think they look better as a team than you know anybody who's got a better record than them maybe you know maybe teams like the jazz and uh are are going to continue to fall and the blazers Mm -hmm. who knows uh and they'll move up slightly but i you know if i'm if you if say that if they make the play-in um you know which is what eight through eight nine uh how does it work seven eight nine ten they make the play-in you know are you if they say they were against the thunder mm-hmm. like do you think they're better than the thunder yeah. Right, yeah. right now yeah i mean okay but are they better than the warriors no are they better than the timberwolves probably not i think they are you think they are? I, I like here's the thing without luca i think they're a bad team and i think in terms of like as a team they're not great like when luca plays well he just like everyone else just gets boosted just because like it, it's not necessarily because there's amazing chemistry it's because Luca will drop to the basket have two guys on him because everyone's freaking out and he'll just like make a pass to the open guy like I don't think it's necessarily anything about chemistry or playing as a team it's just Luca just gets things going no mm-hmm. matter what yeah well I could I mean I could be wrong but when I I I'd say the Timberwolves on paper look way better than the Grizzlies or not the Grizzlies sorry the Mavericks yeah I think and I mean this the record shows that they're probably they're right now I think they probably are a little bit better um but I mean I think nobody seems to be talking about it much but Christian Wood on the Mavericks is like has seemed to be able to build quite a bit of chemistry with Luka with some lob passes and some bounce passes of the paint where Christian Wood is an amazing finisher in the paint. So, all right. Well, that's about all I want to ever talk about the Mavericks. Yeah, because this yeah. was our Raptor segment. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Well, one last thing I want to want to get to. I have a little bit of uh, trivia, um, mm-hmm. and I found some cool stuff to talk about. So you know, our two. We'll do um, our what's my stat line, and so you remember how this works. Basically, I give you a stat line, and I give you the date. And I give you uh, who it was uh, against, and then I, um, uh, and then you guess mm-hmm. who, who it was, which player. So um, we'll do this one for you, Marky Man. Well, I'll give you both a chance to guess, but I won't. You know, we have to do our guesses mm-hmm. quickly. So the stat line is fifty-one points, twenty-six rebounds, five assists, three steals and two blocks. This took place on January 5th, 2001, in a loss 
against the Indiana Pacers. So, um, let me think about this. Can you reread? Sure. 51 points, 26 rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks. And it took place on January 5th, 2001, in a loss against the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Um, let me just, I don't, I don't have amazing early 2000 knowledge. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of big men in early 2000s. Oh, was Kevin Garnett? It was not Kevin Garnett. All right, Spencer, uh-huh. do you have a guess? I'm going to say Shaq. It was not Shaq. So I'm going to give you a hint. Since we're since one of the themes that we've been talking about lately, well, in this week there was a Pacers-Sacramento game. This guy played for Sacramento. So, Marcus, does that help? Yeah. Um, okay. Let me think. Oh, I, I, he's, I, the name is on my mind, but right, I can't. So whoever can blurt it out well, first. I, it's not Cousins. There's nope. no way he played in 2001. Couldn't be DeMarcus Cousins, no. No one who even played for the Kings. What's his name? They suck. I can't remember his name. Oh but God. this time, they didn't suck. Like, in this era. Oh, so, Okay. They. This is one of the few. Like this was like probably the last time they they had like a, a team, that was good. Hmm. Man. In this sort of era, and this might have been at the tail end of that era. I'm not exactly sure. I won't. I won't tell you anything else. So, I remember looking at this exact roster, for the That's 2001. Right. All right. Oh, okay. okay. I can't. I can't remember. All right. The answer is Chris Webber. I'm. I, hmm. yeah. That's I a pretty crazy stat line. 51 points, 26 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks in a loss against the Pacers. Yeah. Wow. Chris um, Webber was like... I think he went number one overall. Yeah, he was think. like a five-time all-star, but he had like injuries. Yeah, he was. In, he had an injury-plagued career, yeah. and he just never quite lived up to what was expected, but that's what happens when you get injured a lot. Okay, so the, uh, the next trivia segment is what year is it? So in this one, um, I give you a bunch of information... Um, and then you try to guess what year. So, so Spencer. All right. So, in this game, the Seattle Supersonics and the Milwaukee Bucks went, played for 73 minutes and, f- and five overtimes. Okay. And, uh, which is, I believe, the longest game in NBA history after they introduced mm-hmm. the shot clock. Yeah. So what year is it? Mm. Um, I'm going to say... And what's funny about this what I, is that yeah. it's a regular season game. So how annoying <laughs> is it to go to five overtimes wow. in the regular season? Yeah. Uh, I'll say I'll say 98. 98, it, you said they didn't introduce a shot clock? No, I said this was the longest game after they introduced oh, the shot clock. okay. So, you, sorry, what was your guess? 98. The answer is 1989, hmm. uh, and it was November 9th. And some other interesting facts um, about this game is that um, a record was set. Uh, Dave Ellis on the Sonics, so they, it was a loss. The Bucks won the game um, 
155. Uh, the, the Bucks won the game 155 over the Sonics to 154 for the Sonics. Um, Dave Ellis on the Sonics had 53 points on uh, 46% shooting, but he has um, an NBA record uh, in this game because he clocked 69 minutes in the game. He played 69 wow. minutes in one game. Oh. So uh, anyway, that was um, what year is it? Once again, it was 1989. I used to love the Sonics. I loved. Uh, I used to have a Supersonics hat. Um, I used to have a Supersonics hat when I was uh, um, a teenager. Um, you know, it was the the glory days in the 90s with the uh, Gary Payton, who, whose son plays in the league now, right? Gary Payton II, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, Sean Kemp, and all those great teams. Um, they they were fun to watch, and they were they were kind of my my team in the West that I was really into, but, uh, that's about does it for orange ball juice for, uh, this week. And, uh, once again, listeners, uh, you know, rate us, give us a, give us a five-star rating. If you'd be so kind review us and, uh, check out, uh, if you want to get in touch, we'd love to hear back from, from, from you. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, uh, and, uh, message us on Instagram until next time. Say bye guys. Bye. See ya. See ya. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs>